Welcome to What Is Your Money For Really podcast. I am Jenna, and I'm here with Jennifer Morita, Certified Divorced Financial Analyst. Jennifer was on our podcast a couple episodes ago, really talking to what is a certified divorced financial analyst and how would you utilize one? So today, I want Jennifer to start going through what are the benefits of working with a certified divorced financial analyst, right? What should you be looking for if you are going through a divorce, right? 50% of Americans are going through a divorce, right? So most likely someone you know mm -hmm. is going through a divorce. How can you help educate them? Or if you yourself is going through a divorce, how can you best be educated? So Jennifer, welcome to our show. Thank you. So when someone's seeking out a certified divorce financial analyst, what should they be looking for? And that's a great question because when you're going through a divorce, you're very overwhelmed. And the first place you go to is a family law attorney. So that's what you think of. And we want to differentiate between what does a family law attorney do mm -hmm. and what does a certified divorce financial analyst do okay. and how do we complement each other? So, of course, you have the legal. It's a whole legal contract now. The divorce is. So on the legal side is going to be your divorce attorney mm -hmm. to make sure you're, you know, you're not missing any steps. You're not, you know, just kind of missing out on uh, wording of the documents right. and cause this is a legal document for a long time. But what happens is there's also a financial contract of course. that goes along with it. <laughs> In any situation. Exactly. So now the marriage is a financial contract Okay. and your finances are impacted greatly by a divorce. So having a certified divorce financial analyst is going to help you really first off, get a base of where your finances currently are. Mm -hmm. What are you dealing with? Where are your marital assets and what are they? Mm -hmm. Are they marital assets or are they separate? Mm -hmm. And what is the difference? Right. And how are those likely to be divided in a divorce in the state you are in? Do most couples have, like through the financial situation, are there really amicable divorces through a financial situation or not really? I, I know I am. I believe it is probably a 40 to 60% ratio okay. that 40% can maybe 30. I, maybe I'd be a little positive, but are okay. And they are amicable financially. They say, we're going to split it, you know, the 401k and the retirement assets this way. The house is going to be 50-50. Mm -hmm. You stayed home with the kids, and I understand that that was our agreement, mm -hmm. and this is how we're going to split the assets to make it fair. So you have some couples that come in, and they are saying, we just want what's fair and know that we're both taken care of, and then we're going to either raise our kids together or we're going to walk away. Okay. okay. So that that's an awesome place to be in. Because it really, you can help people grow further and they're going to be further ahead if they're agreeing now. And it's not such a fight the whole time, but 60% is a fight. So, okay. During that 60% time, yep. what are you doing to help them? Right? Because it really is truly mine versus them mentality, right? Mm -hmm. What do you do to help them through this process? So at first we're really gathering the information of knowing exactly what you have. So you have a great foundation to start negotiations Okay. because a contract, right? We think negotiations. So understanding what is the legal, you know, reasoning for the, you know, how you separate assets. And then also how do those decisions impact your future? So I will have somebody and I had a client that said, 
I, you know, I stayed home, but he, you know, he had the 401k. He's the one that put his money in that 401k and I'm just going to let him have it. But really understanding that, okay, you stayed home with the kids and that was your job. Yeah, it was your, it was your joint marital decision. That was your job. And this is the impact of you have this many years left to retirement. So it was 15 years left to retirement. Okay. And because you're trying to be nice and saying, hey, he can have his 401k, this is where you're at for retirement. This is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And this is an actual marital asset and why. Mm -hmm. So understanding what you have, why it was decided that way, because honestly, the courts really have one way that they, not one way, but uh, really a guideline that they decide on how everything's going to be split. Mm -hmm. And there can be circumstances where it can be different, but this is what they're going to decide. So I like to let people know, hey, this is what your right is. And this is how it's going to impact you. So understanding what you have. And then the timeline and goals. Because, you know, really under understanding your timeline and having realistic expectations is huge. Because if you think it's going to be over in a month and all of a sudden it's a year, that really can say, okay, well, I may not have my maintenance or child support for a year. Mm, that's a good so point. how are you planning ahead? Point. So understanding the timelines, and those can change, but understanding the timelines and what your goals are. And then also, once you get to the negotiation, how do those decisions impact your future? So if you're saying, okay, well, I owe 50000 out of equity, which equity isn't taxed, right. I owe that to my spouse. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take it out of my 401k. But then when we look at that and we look at the taxes that are going to be due on that, um, now, all of a sudden, you're taking out, I'm just guessing, 80000 okay, out of the 401k to compensate for the taxes to equal out to the 50000 of the equity that's not taxable. Okay. And sometimes equity is taxable. We can get into that later. Um, not later, but it's mm -hmm. every specific situation. Uh, but looking at those and saying, okay, so how do we want to do this? Maybe you need to do a refinance and a buyout to instead of thinking it's just easier to do the 401k. Because mm -hmm. some people look at that 401k and it's a future uh, stream of income and they're really quick just to be like, oh, I have 200,000 in my 401k, we'll just do it out of there. And instead of really understanding that that money is for the future mm -hmm. and how you're going to live, it replaces your income when you retire, mm -hmm. like you need a large sum of money. Right. So you wanna think about that because 200,000 seems like a lot but when you're looking at what your income is, if you're making 60000 that's three years, you know, right. a little less than three years of income. Absolutely. So we want to look at it and just show what that impact is, what the tax impact is, and how does that impact you now? That's a lot of impacts. Mm -hmm. But now, five years from now, and, you know, 10 years from now, and then into retirement. And you would then give that information to the lawyer, right? That information is drawn then into the divorce decree. So we don't give all the details to the lawyer of, you know, the projections, but we give the final number saying, hey, this is why. Then the final numbers end up in the divorce decree. Got it. But along mm -hmm. the way, so like, for example, you budget plan, correct? Correct. That's not exposed to the lawyer. That is a specific relationship between you and your client. Correct. Got it. Okay. So you'll go through budget planning yep. as an option too for where they are now and then in the future. Correct. Because we want to make sure if I'm, I'm using a stay-at-home mom, but if they were a stay-at-home mom and we need to know that the maintenance that they're getting can support them because it's rehabilitative maintenance, but it's supporting them to get so they can be on their own feet soon. Absolutely. So what are their 
normal living expenses and what are they used to? Absolutely. Yeah. That just doesn't change. You know, and it's emotional. So you're not really thinking through all of that. Right. You think, oh, no, it's fine. Oh, Mm -hmm. no, it's fine. Okay. So you have the lawyer, right? You're drawing up numbers. Not everything's given to the lawyer, right? There's some contractual agreements between you and the client. Who else do you deal with then through working with the CDFA? How else are you helping them other than relaying information to the lawyer? So a lot of times we need to work with a mortgage broker or a mortgage rep just to see if we can get pre-approved. So you're with your situation and your income and then looking at all the rules and guidelines that if you have to do a refinance to get somebody off of the mortgage or do a refinance with a buyout to pay out some of the equity as well, Mm -hmm. then we will consult a mortgage broker because the sooner you can consult them and understand what the plan is, then you know like that's an option. Because if you just talk about say, hey, I'm going to refinance. I have six months to refinance. All of a sudden, two months after the divorce is final, you find out you don't have enough money to refinance. Now you have to sell your house. Oh, okay. So let's understand everything beforehand. All the surprises laid out on the table. Yes. And okay. doesn't mean you have to do it, mm-hmm. but it gives you your options knowing that this is a viable option. Fair. Okay. Real estate agent. Of course. Understanding the value of your home. Sometimes you have to get an appraiser to come. Fair. Right now, house uh, values are very, very inflated. Correct. So it's a really unique situation at this inflated moment. Inflated in June of 2021. Yes. I was going to say that. We are in 2021. And if you're going to stay in the house, and now we're valuing the house, mm-hmm. but you're staying in it two years from now, that might not be the same value. Right. You and you really right. don't want to overpay. Mm-hmm. And you know, you don't want to be underpaid, you don't want to overpay. So right now is a really unique situation where we've we've hit that a couple of times saying, okay, how can we compromise on the value of the home to make it fair? Okay. That's mm-hmm. really interesting. I would have never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are a couple of people. CPAs understanding we can give we don't give tax advice at all. And we want to make sure that you understand what your tax you know, issues are, implications are that we would get a CPA and we know some really good CPAs. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So you keep talking about retirement plans, right? You're building, you know, throughout your life, a lot of the times you're building towards a retirement plan. But then you also talk during the divorce, you know, a lot of times you dip into that retirement plan. Mm -hmm. And then do you, right, you talk about budgeting, do you then help them plan for retirement as well, right after the divorce? I do. There, Lots of retirement talking here. <laughs> I, I know. Well, because it's important. A lot of people are getting divorced in their 50s. Right. So retirement is right around the corner. Not that it's in, not important in your 40s, but when you're in your 50s, retirement's around the corner. So what I will look at, uh, I have a client that I'm working with right now, and it's about a $700,000 401k. Okay. And 400000 of that needs to go to the other side. Okay. So now when you're looking at it, I get it, right? You'd split expenses, but it's not the same. Your expenses actually go up on both sides in divorce. But now we're looking at 300000 So I take that 300000 and show my client with adding this amount of money, like what you're already adding, this is what you'll have with a very conservative rate. Okay. We do projections to say this is what you'll have and this is what it looks like for income and retirement. Okay. So, so many times my clients are like, okay, so I'm going to be okay still. Because it looks like you're, and you are, Mm -hmm. you're giving away, you're not giving away, but you're dividing a big chunk out to the other side of the transaction. Mm -hmm. And it looks like I've worked, my money is now gone. It went from 700 to 300. That's a hard hit. But when we plan and we say, okay, this is what this means. And you say, okay, I can live on that. Now 
just eases your mind and it brings down the stress a little bit in that negotiation process. So yes, we look at retirement planning to let our clients know that, okay, you're going to be okay in retirement, or we have software that we use that can show, okay, we're going to be a little short for retirement. So these are your options on how we can tweak that. So it all goes together. And so is this all before the divorce decree? So everything we've talked about up until this point is before you sign the divorce decree. Yes, it is. Meaning the information or the numbers can be malleable up until that point. Correct. Because you're still working with the count, the transaction on the other side. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you go to the divorce decree. Are you normally involved in the divorce decree? I will, you know, give the projections. The lawyer says what they think is right or wrong and it goes to court. So then those final numbers are in the divorce decree. And then once it's signed, it's finished. So I don't make up the divorce decree at all. Correct. That'd be but I will review it to make sure that everything looks as it should on the financial side. Oh, a second set mm-hmm. of eyes. That's, yes. that's very true. Because there are lots of mistakes sometimes. I had somebody even tell me they have so many cases right now that sometimes there are mistakes that don't get caught till five years later. Mm-hmm. So if I can help review that for the attorneys as well, that helps them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the divorce decree happens, right? Both transactions side sign the document okay Mm -hmm. you you're so normally the attorney then at that point the contractual agreement is is done right you stay on though what do you do afterwards right most people think divorce done Mm -hmm. what do you do afterwards then most people think divorce and done and then they want divorce and done and that's really when the work starts fair so i don't have really good news for my clients but they are relieved when it's done correctly and there's not a date that was missed because we did timelines in the beginning. Right. Now we redo timelines based on what was laid out in the divorce decree. So we'll look and see, you know, are the car titles, when do those need to be changed mm-hmm. by? Uh, beneficiaries on accounts. When do you need to have your house refinanced or when are you owed equity of the house mm-hmm. refinance? All those timelines, when do uh, the quadro or if you have an IRA, when do those transfers need to take place? Guys, I'm looking at Jennifer's binder right here. There's over 26 things that you need to do after a divorce, just as an FYI. She's giving you a small glimpse there's into this. So this that's important, okay? So there's there's a lot that you have to do. But now not all 26 things are you re-signing and redoing things, yeah. but there's a lot of things to check throughout mm-hmm. this. And I mean, everybody's on credit cards together. Are you an authorized signer? Are you an owner on a credit card? Do balances have to be paid out or paid off? And airline miles, do those have to be transferred over? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that you just want to have done. And a lot of people are just mentally tired after divorce, as you can imagine. Right. But there are things, if we set out a timeline, not everything has to be done right away. But the timeline does, and we don't want to miss important things that are laid out in the decree, that if we don't meet that deadline, you're going to be in contempt of court. Ooh, we don't want that. That's scary. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want that. So so Jennifer, thank you for giving us insight, right? That's a mm-hmm. lot of information, right? That's what you should look for when you're seeking out a certified divorce financial analyst, mm-hmm. right? And working with an attorney together. Realistically, Jennifer does a great job as well of keeping you organized, right? There's a lot of moving parts, right? This yes. is a very malleable document. This is something that multiple people have their hands in both sides, the attorney, the CDFA, as you said, the CPA, the mortgage, you know, 
you name it, right? Mm -hmm. But actually keeping track and record of everything that's happened is so important. And that's that's not necessarily listed as one of the benefits, but that is a undescribed benefit of working with a certified divorce financial analyst, right? Mm -hmm. Making sure you're organized because, right, What? how do most yep. people get off track is being disorganized. Being disorganized. Right. Yeah. Not having understandings. The timelines or our date is missed. And I have documents that we use and worksheets that we use to keep my clients really organized in one step have, ahead. Yes. Yes. I mean, we have one that has nothing to do with finance. It's called the household inventory. Yep. And it lays out room by room what's in the house. And I tell clients like, look at the tools, look at the mm -hmm. dishes, look, look at everything. Stuff you don't even think of. Because that's going to, even though you say, no, he can have everything or she can have everything that you have to buy that later. And Fair, yeah. you may have two of something. So just having that household inventory, working through it, being organized in just having that peace of mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. So these are all very good facts and items to be, look into when you're going through a divorce, whether you're about to go through a divorce, going through a divorce or after a divorce, right? These are important items to make note of. Okay. So again, if you're looking for a certified divorce financial analyst, please contact Jennifer Morita. She is happy to help you in any of this. Or if you're just looking for further education, right? We do have clients that come in that are, you know, have financial stress, right? One of the number one reasons to get divorced is financial stress mm -hmm. and really working with a a financial advisor to relieve that stress, to bring clarity and confidence is so important, right? We've had clients come in thinking that their only option is divorce and it's not, right? We right. help mend that together and we really help bring those those visions that they have to life, right? And what mm -hmm. they desire. And a lot of times it's the same thing that they want. That's, that's really why mm -hmm. uh, it ends up working. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. The Trinell Financial Group is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp., independent contractor of Money Concepts International, Inc., all securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp., member of FINRA, SIPC. Investments are not FDIC, NCUA insured, no bank or credit union guarantee, may lose value. Money Concepts Advisory Service is a registered investment advisor with the SEC.